Hey, sir. How good, are you? Good. Yeah, I'm well. Thanks for Excellent. asking. Excellent. He's got his radio voice on, everybody. Mm, it's, we're in it's the serious. studio. We're in the studio. <laughs> we are in the studio. It's been a while. It's been a long time since we've been in the studio. I feel like it's been forever. Yeah. Honestly, I'm trying to think of when the last time was we did a show here, and I I don't know. It's been at least a month. It's been a while. Uh, well, well over a month. So it's good to be back in the studio. Uh, we will be uh, doing some shows from uh, from uh, some places that serve the amazing Freehouse beer. So keep an eye on our social media, MN underscore BeerCast on Twitter, or just uh, the Minnesota BeerCast on Facebook for announcements of uh, where we're going to be, when we're going to be out. Uh, looking forward to getting out to some places that serve that awesome Freehouse beer. Yep, looking forward to it. Stay tuned for that. We've got some some great guests coming up here. We've got, uh, of course, Ilan from Insight in the studio. How are you doing, Ilan? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. And we've got Steve Rinker from Osterizen in the house. How are you doing, Steve? I'm doing quite well, thanks. Excellent. Where should we start? Let's start with uh, start with your beer, Ilan. You've got all kinds of stuff happening over at Insight. Um, what... Uh, where do we start? You got uh, the new beer that's, I guess, the, the latest hotness is the the Rowdy Uncle. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So last year, I'm going to jump back just a couple months. Yeah, let's um, go back in time. Let's go back, let's, yeah. Let's start before the story and give the pre-story. <laughs> do we have a soundbite for that? Um, <laughs> um, so last year, we came out with a beer called Crazy Aunt, mm-hmm. and it was... Uh, it was neat. It was neat. It was, it was a, neat. That's a, that's a, are you Minnesotan? That's like a, it's a, I found it very I, divisive, it, the beer. It was, it was, oh, it was, it was certainly, yeah, mm-hmm. certainly divisive. Uh, it was it a was beer neat. that was brewed to taste <laughs> like a gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had some um, uh, success with it last year. Mm-hmm. We, we sold a lot of the beer. People I got really excited it about everywhere. it. I, mean, uh, I, I it love was, the beer. We had was, people that were saying, no, I'm the crazy aunt. Um, <laughs> I and, saw a couple of those later. And I've yet to confirm which aunt it was uh, made after. <laughs> so uh, this year, we doubled down and we came out with another beer called Rowdy Uncle, mm-hmm. which is a beer brewed to taste like a Moscow mule. And this has been really fun for us because we've been able to come out with uh, two beers that are a category of their own, really, mm-hmm. cocktail-inspired beers. And last year, it was definitely divisive. Um, it, there were people who didn't think it was beer, and then there were people who said, this is the last beer I want to drink. This is fantastic. Um, and and to me, it makes no difference. Um, you know, I liked the beer, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's like, if I like pepperoni on pizza and you like mushrooms, I'm okay with both of those, well, and, and that's all right. In my mind, it's no different than if you make a, you know, an amber, you know, do I like amber? Maybe I do, maybe I don't, right? I'll Either I'll order another one or I'll have something else, yeah. right? Well, I don't think anybody likes every style. No. You know, you know it's a, that, that's that's the beauty of having so many choices. Yeah. But it's fun that it's off the beaten path, in my mind. I think that's yeah. what makes it fun. It, it's been cool. Uh, we brought it out to a, a beer fest out in uh, D.C. called the Saver Beer Fest. And it's it's a beer and food festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was kind of fun, actually, was to essentially drop this beer there for people who had you know, a few people who had, who had ever heard of Insight, mm-hmm. uh, and they come up and try this, and it was a two-night fest, and both nights, within 20 minutes, you had people coming from the far other side of this fest saying, I had friends come and tell me I have to try this beer now. <laughs> um, and it was it was really cool. We had people from the Brewers Association, actually a past uh, uh, VP of the Brewers Association said it was his favorite beer. And he said, this is what the leading edge looks like. So actually, I was thinking this last year a little bit of, you know, we're doing this because we want to push limits. Mm-hmm. We want to develop something else that's that's different than what everyone else is doing. 
And well, you, if if you, you push some, that, yeah, if you push <laughs> some buttons and mm-hmm. people get, uh, you know, if you can elicit an emotional response from people, then you know you're on the leading edge, and that makes it really fun, <laughs> right? That's 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 kind of when you when you know you've you've hit the. The, the bullseye, right? It's when you get people who are either really passionately for or really passionately against something, right? Like at least at least there's a response, right? Apathy is is the worst kind of response because there's oh, no yeah. response. Yeah. So Rowdy Uncle is just you know Moscow Mule for anyone who doesn't know it. It's uh, the most popular cocktail in the country right now. Um, it's essentially um, ginger beer, vodka, and lime juice. Mm-hmm. And all we it's did is delicious. We, it's fantastic, especially on a hot day. Yeah, um, I like the yesterday I like today. The, uh, the oh, London yeah. Mule with uh, same drink, but with uh, with London Dry Gin is is my go to. But either one works. Yeah, and it's just you get this this you know it's it's a little bit of a sweeter, drier character. I know I can say I, I actually can say both, um, but it it you just get this ginger pop with mm-hmm. just a touch of lime and. You know, personally, the way I drink it is I throw it over ice with a fresh lime wedge on top, mm-hmm. and it's a way to essentially have a cocktail in a can. Yeah, it really depends, in, in my experience, what ginger beer they use to make that, that Moscow Mule, because you can get some, there's some garbage ginger beers. <laughs> well, I, we, before we <laughs> developed the beer, we went out and got uh, a huge variety of ginger beers. Uh, to just make Moscow mules. And you want to throw into the bus as, as being one of those garbage? No, I won't do that. No. Uh, <laughs> appreciate the offer. I, I will. I think Krabby's has been one of the worst ones I think I ever tried. That was, oh, it was not. I don't know. I don't know the brand name, mm. but there's one at Costco mm. that I think is fantastic. <laughs> and uh, Trader Joe's had one, but it was it was limited. It was like a holiday it was a holiday one, and it came in, I don't know, like a 32-ounce bottle or something. That was amazing. I'll say this. Uh, the year prior, when we were developing Crazy Aunt, um, one of the secrets was it was the tonic. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you get... Because tonic has quinine in it, and it creates a very unique character to tonic water. Uh, so how do you get that flavor? So I ended up starting with uh, finding out quinine is derived from chinkoa bark, and there's some craft tonics out there that... They're kind of brown, like a brown tint to them, because mm-hmm. they use this chinkoa bark instead of just the quinine. Mm-hmm. Those are garbage. <laughs> uh, they're, it, it tastes nothing like what we would consider tonic water. So when you make a gin right. and tonic with it, all you think the whole time drinking it is, what is this missing? <laughs> it just does not hit the mark whatsoever. So if that's the flavor you're looking for, you never tried other tonic water, perfect, great. And again, it's my opinion. It's not saying this is no, right or wrong. Um, but it certainly was not the path forward for us to make Crazy Aunt. Is that just like the the American conception of what tonic is supposed to taste like, or or is it that's where the flavor is supposed to be, you know, derived from? Like I think of you know what we get for like vanilla and cinnamon. Well, and tonic like water that. used so I do believe it's actually the latter to where this is the way it's supposed to taste. So tonic water originally was like a, um, a malaria cure. Mm-hmm. Um, now you have to have a much higher concentration of quinine in there in order to, and it was still as a you know a skeptical how you know how effective was it as a cure, um, but it was a much higher concentration of quinine, not chinkoa. Yeah. So the flavor profile is supposed to be with the quinine. I think that some crafters out there had wanted to go a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 skeptical to use the word natural yeah um both both are natural sure um but chinkoa is just one less process okay um but you but you you lose what 
you grew up thinking of what tonic was, was so supposed to taste like. when does Rowdy Uncle come out? Is it out now? Is it coming up soon? It's out now. Um, How's it selling so far? Uh, good. We had a large spike in the beginning, and right now we're kind of seeing this steady... Uh, steady sale coming in, so it's it's been it's been good. We're actually done making it, um, so it's out there. We're gonna let it ride till it's gone. Nice. Would you, uh, looking back on the uh, the crazy aunt, you know, sort of experiment and and all the attention that it got, just you know, t- setting aside sort of the the polariza- polarization, you know, of the response, setting aside that, do you consider that a successful run? With is that something that you would you would uh, be open to doing again? Oh, absolutely. In fact, as Andrew was saying before. Sorry, Schmitty. I don't. Whichever. I don't. I started calling you Andrew a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> Same here. <yeah. laughs> but you know, something being polarizing, I consider a win. Yeah. Um, as long as you at least have a few percent of people who like it. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you if you go after oh, the whole off, market, if, if it moves off the shelf, yeah. Right. Well, you know, there, there's <laughs> one metric that matters in in brewing. And that's you know, people can say how did it rate or or what what you know what do these people say about the beer? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's sales. You know, sales is the best way for people to vote and to say, I am willing to give you money for this beer that you made. That that is a vote of confidence right there. And if you get a second purchase, boy, you got something good. <laughs> We're on a break, Drew. We are up against a break, so uh, check out. Look for uh, Rowdy Uncle out there, and the, I've seen it out there in the stores already, but I haven't had a chance to try it yet. So I'm looking forward to checking it out. Awesome, yeah. copper color can. You'll see it. Yeah, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back, ask a few more questions about Rowdy Uncle, and then we're gonna come back and talk with Steve about Oster Rising and what he's been up to in Norway. We'll be back. After this, you're listening to Twin Cities News Talk on AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. Hey everyone, Ben Lieber here for the Town Hall Brewery and the Town Hall family. My good friends over there have a new off-menu item. It's called the Nacho Libre. It is a bed of tortilla chips with queso, chicken verde, tomatoes, red onions, cotilla cheese, cilantro, and guac, and a spicy Arbol chili salsa. And if you like it spicier, it also has jalapenos. I always get the extra jalapenos because I like it really spicy. Mm, Rosé? It's, <laughs> it's patio season. So go see the gang at the Freehouse. In the North Loop or at FreehouseMPLS.com. Did you know that most neuropathy treatments simply cover symptoms while your body continues to destroy your nerves? The team at Select Health of the Twin Cities wants you to know that if you've been told that there's nothing that can be done, your nerve damage is permanent, and you will just have to live with it, there is hope with a highly effective treatment, and your neuropathy does not have to be a life sentence. There was probably a time when you're... It's like it's like a magic patio, because there's all this like construction going on right by Freehouse, but when you're on the patio, it's like you don't even notice it. I don't know how they did it. <laughs> it's the beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they did this Hogwarts thing around it. I don't know. I don't know. And, and it's very strange. It's magical. Beer. Okay. <laughs> right. Or it's the beer. I, it could I'm, be the beer. I'm pretty sure it's the beer. There's no platform. <laughs> there's no train where you disappear. There's no, no platform seven no, and three quarters or whatever. No, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't act like you didn't get the reference. Yeah, I, I, sadly I did. I have children in my house. So I don't have a choice. <laughs> Let's get back into the beer talk. You leave your your nerdy stories. You know what? You know what? You're, you're feeling froggy today. Right? I am. We're gonna we're gonna fight I'm, by the I'm, end of the show. I'm feisty. What can I say? <laughs> we are we are back at it. We've got Elon in the house from Inside Brewing, and we've got Steve from Oyster Rise. And we left off talking about the uh, the new beer, Rowdy Uncle from from Insight. And uh, Elon, I-, I was thinking about this over the break. If I wanted to, how am I going to drink a Rowdy Uncle? Do I have to, I mean, the Moscow Mule is traditionally served in like the, the copper mug, right? With, you know, over 
ice and maybe with a fresh lime. How how am I going to drink the 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 rowdy uncle? Is it should I do it in the in the copper mug? What's the preferred method? Well, uh, the way that I'd say is how you want. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like best about the beer is it very cold. Uh, the reason why I like it really cold is because that's the closest you get to uh, mimicking a cocktail. So mm-hmm. you don't. You know, there's few cocktails out there that are warm. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, a lot of them have ice in them, and ice, of course, is going to bring it down to 32 Fahrenheit. So, uh, personally, I take Rowdy Uncle and I put it over uh, over ice, and I throw in a lime wedge um, because that gets me closest to what a Moscow Mule is actually like, and it, it's just so refreshing, especially on a really hot day. It, it's amazing how it works. It's a good beer, and it tastes really, really delicious and refreshing, but... On a ninety degree day, oh boy, that's that's really when it shines. So my other thought is, what if I make, and I, I want to know if you've done this. What if I make a Moscow Mule and I use Rowdy Uncle for my ginger beer? That's like, well, there's another way to put that. Um, first of all, that's fantastic thinking. Um, <laughs> Just but, thinking but the other up. way to put it is, you have a Moscow Mule and you throw in a shot of vodka. There you go. Um, we we do the same actually with Crazy On. You throw in a little extra gin. My favorite actually was throwing in a shot of tequila. Mm. Uh, that added a, a unique twist to to that flavor profile. Yeah, a little extra dimension. There. But the thing is, um, the law prohibits us from fortifying these beers, so we have to break them down, uh, break down the ingredients, and then build them back in beer form. Mm-hmm. But there's there's no law that says how you pour a beer at, at a bar or restaurant or, or where you are at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do whatever you want there. Yeah, so if so I go actually, to Groveland Tap, I can say, hey, throw in a shot of uh, Patron Silver. Right? <laughs> yeah, and they're going to be like, you blew my mind. Oh my <laughs> so it's, it, it really is cool to play around with these, and, and I think that's something that we stumbled on that we didn't anticipate right away mm-hmm. with either of these beers was that they're they're kind of a they're kind of a playground. You can you can open up the beer and, and that's just the start. You can turn it into anything you want. But at the end of the day, you can still just take a cold can. And again, I recommend cold. You can pour that into a pint glass and you can drink it. But go ahead and, and have some fun with these. That's that's kind of why we designed Rowdy Uncle especially was so that we can do some cool stuff with it. We're actually having a a cocktail or a beer cocktail mania. All right, tell us uh, about it. So we are holding this at uh, Palmer's Bar, and I don't have the date in front of me, but it is coming up in August. Uh, I believe it's the 5th. We'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah, thanks. Go to um, but we are having um, multiple different bartenders work on multiple different beer cocktails. Essentially, we've, we've got a big wrestling belt as a nice uh, <laughs> as a reward for the day, but it's we're, we're making it so that people are... Uh, building beer cocktails. I like it. So I still I think beer cocktails are going to be uh, the next step. We've we've di- we've dabbled in it in the past in mm-hmm. beer, but I think we're finally ready. Timing's everything in this industry, but I think we're ready for beer cocktails to come out there and actually put beer, whether it's these or you're making a porter, stout, pale ale, IPA. There's there's room for beer to make its way into cocktails. Steve, you ever make a beer cocktail? Uh, I actually have. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a thing a long time ago, and, and there's a lot of people that were going beer cocktails. It kind of like became like a like a thing, and then it kind of like it never like went faded. It like didn't really even become like a fad. It came in like be almost like a fad. It was like this could be really be a thing, and then it just kind of like. Nah, just kind of quietly faded away. But like, I'm sure there. I in fact, I know there are still people making 
cocktails with beer. It's uh, I think that's maybe kind of the coolest part is it just became part of the cocktail industry without being that fad that people kind of, you know, either love or hate, right? <laughs> well, I think your idea of taking beer that's flavored like a cocktail and using that as the base and go from there because... We, we've kind of done the first step for you. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, like a mixer. It's not, it's not too far. <laughs> well, Elon, well, we've had Elon on before, and of course, Steve, you've been on before, too. I think last time we had you on, you were, but over in Willerney was where was where you were. Yeah. And you've kind of taken a, a bit of a, a sabbatical. You went across the uh, the ocean, and you've been busy over at uh, Osterizen since we talked to you last. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting thing because... Um, we were building the one barrel at Roma. It's mm-hmm. Roma now, not Valhalla. But we uh, and during that process, uh, I had the opportunity to, you know, get back in the brewing business. I I'd stepped aside because I had this idea that you know, I had two passions in life. One obviously being beer. Mm-hmm. The other one was food. Mm-hmm. You know, and believe it or not, I like food those, as much as I like those, beer. Those are both two of my passions as well. And I really, to this day, <laughs> I, I think as you know, Elon's using his his passion for beer to make unique beer. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do this. This I had this plan, and these things need to merge. Right. You know, like the French have made wine and food a thing. Mm-hmm. Again, we still haven't quite. We're going to get there, and it is a thing: beer and food. But I had people that were really wanted to open another brewery Mm -hmm. and they wanted to do it here Mm -hmm. well the group that wanted to do the the head person in the group that wanted to do the brewery here his wife is norwegian Mm -hmm. and as you know couples will do they got pregnant (laughs) so they went back to norway to have their child in norway their second child right anyway uh i got a call one day and my partner there says hey i got a really great idea why don't we do the the brew pub or brewery in Norway? Right. And I just hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs> this is long distance. I don't got time to mess around. What are you ideas. talking about? I right. didn't want. I really didn't want to do it here because I saw. You know, I could see the future. Right. Believe it or not, I could see the future. Right. You've got a crystal ball. <laughs> and it wasn't going to be easy. Right. And you know, I had an idea that the the production brewery thing. Not that I have anything against production breweries. They're you know they do what they do, but the brew pub thing was really something that hit home to me mm-hmm. because you can do food and you can do your beer and you got this place that for sure you can yeah, hit all facets. Yeah, yeah it's really cool yeah. anyway he, he i wouldn't i wouldn't budge i said no i'm not going to do this yeah. i don't want to do it here why would he do it there so anyway uh he goes well you need to help me so first off i go okay well i need demographics i need this so i we built this big business plan mm-hmm. and he goes oh that's great thanks i didn't hear from him for a month he goes Okay, we got five hundred thousand USD to get started. I went, what? <laughs> that's that's pretty good first run of of capital. I that's pretty good. I was like, Ooh, am I hearing this right? <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this in the states that quick and easy. So then he goes, well, we don't have any beer. <laughs> well, you got to build the brewery first. Well, we were we we ended up we started brewing in Arndal's Brewing, and um and this gets to be a long story, so I don't want to get into it, but. Uh, we are. We built. We bought this killer building mm-hmm. to build a brewery in, but it was all wood, and it, you had to see this place. If you checked on our website, it was a disaster. <laughs> no one even tried. You don't 
this is not the building for right. a brewery. I go, you didn't check with me first on this. This was this, not in the massive business plan <clears throat> that I put together. No. So, but the, <laughs> the, the, the aside we had was is we were brewing in, Ar- in Arendals, which was one of the biggest breweries in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's massive. It's, it's macro massive size. The, their pilot brewery is the size of your brewery. That was their pilot. And so, and that's where everyone brewing. Well, Arndals was bought out by Ringness, and people know Ringness was one of, like the big Budweiser of Scandinavia, and then Ringness was bought out by Carlsberg, which, and then they shut the brewery down because, you know, it's Norway. It's expensive to brew in Norway, and they were brewing, they moved all their brewing operations back to Denmark. So anyway, you decided that's where you wanted to open your brewery. Again, I don't know all this stuff, you know, <laughs> like, you know, uh, and, and, and so, we, but we're brewing, so we can, and they they go, yeah, just brew here. Well, let's let's put a pin in it. You, you've raised capital. You've got a wooden building nobody else wanted to brew in, in, in a country where it's super expensive to brew. Right. Let's take a break, and we'll come back and listen to how you made it work. This is good. All right. <laughs> After this, you're listening to the Minnesota Beercast on AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. Find us on your radio at AM 1130 and FM 103.5. Stream us on iHeartRadio. And now find us on... Hey Alexa, play Twin Cities News Talk on iHeartRadio. Getting Twin Cities News Talk station from iHeartRadio. Thanks Alexa. From the Cremation Society of Minnesota Weather Center. Part- I'm with you. <laughs> but it is the best way to follow the show. You can subscribe to our uh, channel. has all of our archived episodes there, and you'll get these cool little notifications every time a new episode is posted. It's convenient. It's very convenient. And it's free. Nothing better than free. Nothing better than free. Except free beer. Which is kind of why we do the show, right? Because <laughs> we get free beer. <laughs> we, are, we are drinking some free beer here right now. What are you drinking, Elon? Uh, I've got the Splendid Moose. That is our Northeast Pale Ale. That is my, uh, I was telling you during the break, that's my Target Field go-to. Uh, whenever I whenever I'm at a Twins game, they've got it on tap at the uh, what's it called like drafts on 34, or taps on 34. Yeah, I forget draft. the name of the uh, draft. Yeah. And, and isn't that cool that you can go to a stadium in these days and get craft beer? Yeah, like that. Go back five years. It, it, it was boy, it was tough to find. Yeah, yeah. it was really tough to find. It, it's it sometimes not you got to always pinch yourself and realize that the craft industry in Minnesota not even is, is very young. I will yeah. say it also depends on the the event though too. I went to we heard Rolling Stones in the in the bumper there, and I went to the Stones concert at uh, the the bank the U of M uh, Coliseum there, and let me tell you. You could not find a uh, a locally produced beverage to save your life. It was it was all macro sponsorships. Yeah, they'll uh, they'll get you. Yeah, every time it was like, oh, there might be some over in section nine hundred ninety nine. It's like there is no section nine hundred ninety nine. Section three and three quarters. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Platform seven and a half or whatever it was. Seven and three quarters. Okay. Sorry. Jesus, muggle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us were wrong. I think it was nine and three quarters. Right? Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Darn it! Darn it! Ah. So speaking of. Northeast uh, IPAs, you've got uh, you've got some news you wanted to share with us, Alon. Yeah, so this this actually is a debut now. Uh, we have a beer called Claw King coming out uh, the week of the twenty third of July, uh, so it should hit shelves by I'd say the twenty sixth. Uh, Claw King is the hoppiest beer we've ever made, um, and hoppy doesn't mean bitter in this case. Hoppy means juicy deliciousness. Um, that used to be the thing was how many IBUs you could pack. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, I I remember those days, and I'm not old, so um, <laughs> things things move quickly. 
Uh, but this is uh, a beer that adds twice as much hops as any beer we've ever made, including double IPAs. Uh, there's there's just a lot in there. It's all mosaic, citra, and Eldorado. Um, those, those so it's a uh, delicious hops. It's a hazy juice bomb. I'm sure you've never heard those words before. Right. Yeah, if, but if, if a beer isn't juicy, I I don't want to drink it. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's like right. the, uh, the the generic descriptor now of of every uh, of every beer is it's it's juicy. Yes, I I have a hard time kind of quantifying what, what you know. The reason why I still use the word juicy though is there's still so many people out there who have just never tried these. Mm-hmm. Uh, to people like us in the industry, we say it every day now. Uh, and it feels a little cliche. It's a little buzzword. Yeah. But you go to, you know, there's there's probably 95% of the market out there who's never tried a New England mm-hmm. IPA or Pale Ale. And this is something for them where the reason why you keep hammering home on, on the word juicy or hazy uh, is because for them, this is new. And, and they want to know about it. Yeah, you know, it's it's fun to remind ourselves of that every once in a while. I mean, I mean we, we do a show focused on on beer and, and, and craft beer and, and local beer in particular. I mean, we do stuff outside of that, but I mean, that's the, the core focus of the show. And so we're very familiar with the, the products and, and the people who brew it and, and everything that goes into it. So we see it time and time again and day in and day out. But for, for most people who aren't as involved and in, in into the, the product and the quote unquote scene or community or, you know, whatever you want to call being into craft beer they don't they don't they're not inundated by craft juicy and, and i mean it's not it's not what they see every day right so I, it makes sense to a certain degree to to put that nomenclature out there so clocking where's what's the name where where's that inspired by this one's kind of a little bit of a, 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 a just a fun one for us so this is this is not a uh seasonal mm-hmm it's not a year-round. This is a one-off. This is a one-off. Um, and so what we did is we, we've we got the name Claw King, and then we actually have, gosh, another debut today. Um, we have Claw King's Big Brother, which is going to come out at an unspecified date in 2018. To be revealed at a later time. Called Catfish Hunter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I love that name. We, we wanted to have some fun with these. So uh, you'll w- when we come out with the debut, you'll get to see the story. Uh, you'll get to see the fun logo we've put together. But for every one of our beers, we we design um, a, a backstory that that involves our uh, our brewmaster. Um, the Clock King here is a pet. Um, but, gotcha. But when we when we pump this out in the next week here, uh, at least for the the marketing side, uh, you get to read the full story about how the brewmaster interacted with with his pet, the Clock King, and. Um, and and why Claw King means uh, hazy juicy See, IPA. I, th- in this I case. thought Catfish Hunter was going to be a reference to Drew's Tinder profile. Well, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that profile. More like Catfish Victim. It's <laughs> happened more than once. Oh, those those Russian bots get me every time. <laughs> so when we left off with Steve, he was telling us about how uh, how he decided to build a, a really expensive brewery in in a wooden building. In Norway, how did things go from there, Steve? Well, you know, so when I when the money was raised, uh, he said, "Yeah, there's only one missing link, and that's uh, at this point. We needed beer recipes, and we needed a brewer." And I said, "Well, a brewer shouldn't be hard to find in Norway." He's going, "Oh, we need a brewer," and I'm going, "Well." 
put an ad in the paper, dude. Whatever, <laughs> go find a brewer. And anyways, he goes, no. Long story short, he goes, we're gonna we're gonna fly you over here, and and we're gonna see if you want to uh, consider, you know, helping us out here. So I went to Norway. I saw the situation that that they had set up for themselves at the brewery in Arendal, which is a gorgeous town on the southern coast. And um, uh, in the way Norway is set up, you know, you you can't work there. You can't live there unless you have a job. So the, the the company at the time offered me a job to be the brewer. There you go. And you know, at the same time, you know they you know they knew that we had some background in sales and marketing. So you know the the two Americans in the bunch were put in charge of selling the beer, which was interesting because we're Americans. And um, is, is so, it a, is it a little different? I mean, is 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 personality wise? Were you guys chosen as the the marketing and sales because? of pushy American personalities, or is it, I mean, obviously you have experience, right, and there's value there, but I'm just wondering the the difference between America and Norway. You, you couldn't be more right <laughs> on the money, because the Norwegians in, you know, are, are laid back, life is good, Right. You know, enjoying their free health care and they, they, driving they, their electric I don't cars. even know if they realize how things get on the shelf there. It's just weird. <laughs> so, um, we started brewing, and we uh, we were brewing on a, a almost the equivalent of a ten thousand liter system right away, mm-hmm. a very large system for a, a, a smaller you know craft brewery just getting started. But the difference there than here is is you essentially have two customers you have more customers in the in the grand scheme of things but 85 percent to 90 percent of the market is called store strength beer and it's beer that's 4.7 and below Mm -hmm. and it can be sold anywhere but it's sold in a grocery store and norwegians pay high prices on alcohol so if it's low alcohol it's lower price makes sense and they don't want to and they like that you know they're norwegian so they don't spend a whole ton more money than they have to Beer is expensive, but they doesn't stop yeah, them. From, I can vouch for that. Yeah, they, <laughs> I was there. Yeah, but that doesn't stop them from drinking. It costs now, me a lot to get drunk in Norway. It certainly does. It, <laughs> then you have what, and, and we, I know, we had talked about this before. They have what's called the Vin Molopulo, mm-hmm. which translates directly as the wine monopoly. Oh, and, that, and and that's anything over four or seven is is you know so high high strength beer. Mm-hmm. Wine and alcohol. There's 85 of these in Norway, and if you know anything about Norway, they own it. It's it's like a big giant municipal store. Nice. <laughs> There's an 85 of these. So, um, but I didn't know this. All these things. <laughs> right. So, so what do we do? They ask, well, what are we going to brew first? I go, man, I got this. We're going to brew this kick-ass farmhouse ale right at about six and a half percent and we're going to use indigenous ingredients and we're going to go here and we're going to go here and it came out in june and you, no one's told me that you, there's like a, a year's waiting list w- worth of paperwork to get in the bean mold <laughs> <laughs> oh, so i go i so i go what can oh, we do God. we uh so we have to sell it door to door i go i got this huge backpack we filled this thing up full of beer, and we went to Oslo, and we went to every bar and restaurant. Oh, wow. And then we flew to wow. Bergen on the West Coast, every bar and restaurant. We just filled, like, Sherpas, just right? full. We look like the, and we're Americans, and we're, like, parachuting into these Norwegian towns, <laughs> and we are just hustling beer because oh, we, we had no choice. Right. We put six months on it. Oh, man. 
And you know, and then and we also found out in in July in Norway, there are no Norwegians in Norway. They're either in the southern part of Norway where we are or on holiday. Somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it would have been nice if my Norwegian business partners would have <laughs> said, you know, this release date might be a bad idea. <laughs> Long story short, we did sell all the beer. Well, door to door. Good. Door to door. That's that's a lot of work. It was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. But um, so we learned a lot the hard way and we started and we and we came man, out. I with, wish we had door to door beer salesmen here. Yeah. Man. That should be a thing. Uh, maybe I, that's for you. I actually Here's thought about uh, uh, it during the crowdfunding well, not crowdfunding, sorry we didn't do that, but during the fundraising period for us. Uh, I actually thought about strapping a keg to my back with a spigot and going around pouring samples for people to see if they'd want to invest. Um, then I realized that was a little illegal. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Only if the man finds Probably. Schmitty, you got Sunday sales passed. Like, you need to take up door-to-door beer sales as your next cause. I'll help you. We'll, we'll see. See, I'll, I'll talk to some people, see what kind of investment I can get. Yeah. I'm, I'm older, and I can still do it, so that's good. All right, well, let's take another break. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Minnesota Beercast on AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. Stephanie Schimp from Blue Plate Restaurants is here. Hey, Rosie. Hey, what a great time of year. Yeah, we jumped straight into summer, which for you means patio season. Time to grab some friends, family, or your favorite four-legged pal and head to the patio at the Freehouse. Yeah, try the steak and pierogies or a roto bird baguette. And sip on some Freehouse beer or some frozen rosé. Mm, rosé? <laughs> it's patio season. So go see the gang at the Freehouse. In the North Loop or at FreehouseMPLS.com. So I just discussed DazzleMe.com. It's a totally addictive new jewelry site with big name luxury brands. And you know which ones I'm talking about. Unique designers that you can't find anywhere else. All at a fraction of the price. I'm going back on DazzleMe.com tonight. Your past is important, but it's not nearly as important as the way you see your future. So let's talk about how you're seeing your To the Minnesota BeerCast final segment of this week's show. Really uh, very much enjoying this conversation about how to sell beer in Norway. It's got an international flair on, yeah. the, on the show. Yeah, it's an international edition. So, Ilan, you've done, uh, you've done some brewing out out of the country as well, right? Yeah, I got to brew. Uh, I feel like I have my NPR voice on. Peach, um, <laughs> tell me where you've brewed. Well, um, <laughs> when does this song start? <laughs> Let, let's just let it ride. You can just, uh, <laughs> you just pot it down. No, I want the intro now. Oh, yeah, we lost Potter? it. Is it the Harry Potter theme music or what? Yes, what is, yes. Okay. It's right. the theme that's Voldemort's ode. You're not supposed to speak his name, Drew. Damn. There it is. You know, people would be going nuts right now. <laughs> like light flashing. Right. <laughs> Who doesn't love Ronnie James Dio? Was that, was that not worth the wait? All right. I got my devil horns up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. just, oh, let's, just, let's just let Ronnie James do the, <laughs> do the rest of the show. <laughs> so where where have you brewed, uh, Elon? Uh, so the I got to brew at a few different breweries mm-hmm. uh, in Europe and Japan, actually. Um, so I had, I had by accident tried the world's highest rated beer in 2007, mm-hmm. and that spawned this idea that I wanted to start a brewery one day by learning about the world of beer. 
So I ended up applying for this fellowship that I didn't win, uh, uh, but went anyways, just with significantly less money. Right. Uh, and got to apprentice brew at uh, Fuller's Brewery in London, uh, Kyuchi Brewery in Japan, uh, Fenu Brewery in Denmark, and also uh, Sugard's Brewery in Denmark. Um, and then I did a little biking around Belgium and France, uh, visiting breweries and wineries. Uh, the whole time, the, the the plan was to learn about the world of beer, uh, and it was it was a very fine trip. It was it was definitely a lot of fun. <laughs> Sounds so, like heaven. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I called the trip "Bike for Beer," blogged about it. Right. Um, but that that was the the impetus for for Insight Brewing to start. You must have been a single fella. Uh, actually, no, no. That was the uh, challenge I had with my girlfriend at the time. Was if we could survive that, we get married. Um, and and now we're happily married. So say my wife would. Did you say halfway married? Happily, oh, happily. It's oh, oh. the same thing. Yeah. No, we're um, actually. Uh, she and I started dating back uh, sophomore year of college in 2006. Yeah. Uh, little did she know I was going to taste the world's best beer the next year. Uh, but she's uh, stuck with me the whole ride. Actually, she works at the brewery. See, I'm trying to figure out if my wife would either not want me to go or really, really want me to go. <laughs> how, how many years have you been married? Uh, it's a good question. Uh, it's it's how, one of those answers. Probably there. really, really want me to go. <laughs> right on, dude. She just wants yeah. the best for you. Right, exactly. I just want you to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> so when we left <laughs> off, you were selling beer door to door, Steve. Did you did you sell it all? We sold all the beer, and at the point where we we had to jump back into the brewery right away. So uh, we and we knew we had a, a couple different beer styles um, to follow up. Mm-hmm. Um, I had these crazy goals of creating a Norwegians don't have Norwegian beer. You know, do you think about that? Right? It's I don't understand. They, they, they. <laughs> Wait, they, you haven't had a Norwegian well, IPA I, yet? I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess not. They. They tend to, to a huge part of the market are pills, yeah. and they, um, they they really do at that point. They there was no craft beer market; it was kind of fledgling, and mm-hmm. they were following the few there were were kind of following trends. Other than Nergna Oil, they were following some trends, and the the government officials that create what we were talking about uh, the you know the the beer tender thing and all that. Anyway, yeah, they, well, I want to get into that. We'll it, we'll come back to that. Yeah, next. yeah, but they. they um, it was they just they wanted to catch up so mm-hmm. they they had to listen you know if they bring us over there, they brought a few americans over there we go and and some brits and some guys from australia mm-hmm. we would just we would just try to say you got to you know you got to come up with you've got all this beautiful scenery you've got this be- these beautiful forests you've got in, you know the you can forage and find things to make norwegian beer for sure so I decided to use you know wild juniper. Not no, yeah. it's not new, but it's it is indigenous. I would figure juniper would be one of the things you would you would brew with. Anyway. And then I I I was I'm big into brewing with oysters, so we did the oyster blonde ale that like we that. we just brewed with the Roma one barrel for their tap room. Uh, is we, that is that out now? Yeah, it's 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 on tap. Okay, it's I'm gonna tap check on. it out because I've only had like oyster stout. Yeah, and it was and and I refused to do an oyster stout because it had been done mm-hmm. and 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 so we would just be copying another beer. Sure, Norwegians like light colored beer, and I and I and the ocean floor was filled with oil. I said, "Duh, this is no brainer." Do it, and we do a light beer that has that we brew with oyster shells and a little 
you know, I, I like to call them, like, you have finishing hops, I have finishing oysters. Nice. I throw a nice handful right in the, at the end of the go. boil. And, and you don't really taste it, but it's kind of cool. It's like, it feels like ocean spray. Cause do, you, it, do you get some of that you know, minerally kind of content? If you do it right, you do. And I think that's a cool characteristic of the beer. I thought it would be a one-off, and right away we sold it, and Norway goes, we need three more batches. I went, <laughs> This was a one-off. Well, that's that's kind of an interesting segue into in the break you you alluded to with the fact we were talking about the the tender relationship that that Norway has when it comes to um, beer. Can I introduce us to to how that that works and how you produce beer for a tender in in Norway? Well, and that's and this if your my business partners would have been filling me in on a lot of these things, our life would have been a lot easier <laughs> because first off. It, you know they they don't have the three tiered system. You basically you there you you have two places to sell your beer. Essentially, you could do it the hard way or you could do it the easy way. Mm-hmm. I like the easy way. I just didn't know about it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we all like it you, the easy way. If you if you're in with the government, they buy your beer. Mm-hmm. And they'll buy you know they, and they tell you what they're going to buy and how much they're going to buy, so you don't have to brew. More than you're going to sell. And is, is that what they call the tender? Nope, that's different. Okay. Okay, and we'll get to that. So we sell our, our basically our flagships, and they they stock all the 800, the, the 85 bean mold pools, and then all the grocery stores. Mm-hmm. Um, the beer tender thing, which we were talking about with Alon earlier, because he had heard about it as well, the, um, they put out a list every year, or it's every three months, and they, it's a huge list of beers they want. Mm-hmm. meaning the government, they want these specific beers. And you submit a sample of this beer, and then they award the tender to the one they liked. Well, so many tenders don't get filled. Right. So, And I saw some tenders that hadn't got filled for like three or four times. So I said, well, these are no-brainers. Right. So I found a way to... <laughs> fill these tenders and is it kind of like uh <laughs> submitting your 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 homebrew to like the the specialty category of a homebrew contest? It, it absolutely is <laughs> it, it, it isn't there's, there's three guys and two of those are infected i'm gonna enter my my beer to this category <laughs> funny it's high not, chance of winning <laughs> right. it, it, it is not much different and when you look at how much they're going to buy they also tell you as elon knows how much they're going to pay mm-hmm. so you have to do some math and it's in kroner you know can we make money on this beer? Right. Well, for me, you know, I was about to take ownership. Beer on the market is like marketing. It's like free billboards all over the liquor stores. And I'm, and I'm burning, I'm flying all over Norway because it's, you you can't drive through Norway. It's, it's, (laughs) it's impossible. And for me at that point, we're going to get this Osterizen brand is going to be the thing. And And I was feeling tender, 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 tender. And, and, and our flagships and trying to make a, a dark a dark beer, for example, that Norwegians love. That's mm-hmm. a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, they like light beers. And I don't mean light in light colored beers. That's and, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's a crazy system. It's there's a definite difference between America and in Norway. I'm glad you guys were able to join us today and kind of walk us through that yeah, journey. Yeah, it's a really cool story. And, and I hope I hope you all come back sometime soon and we'll have a few more beers and talk a little bit more about what Norway sometime again in the near future. It's a long story. I'd love to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. In the Keep an eye on the Minnesota BeerCast social media, Twitter feeds, Facebook feeds, where we're going to be next. I expect we'll be out at one of the uh, 
One of the great locations that serves free house beer here in the upcoming weeks. And thanks to Free House Beer for sponsoring the Minnesota Beer Cast. Go in there, have their beer, and thank them for sponsoring us. And we will see you next week. See ya. Cheers. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. You can help disabled veterans by donating clothing and household items. Our mission here at the Disabled American Veterans of Minnesota is 